0: Welcome to the Team Flower Podcast. My name is Kelly and we are gathering today to inspire you
1: in your work with flowers. Hey it's Daphne. I'm the event and partnership coordinator here at Team Flower and I wanted to share a quick plant tip with you today while we're on the awesome subject. Bottom watering. Have you heard of it? It's a watering method that involves watering your plants from you guessed it the bottom of the plant instead of the top there's nothing wrong with top watering but there is a lot of room for user error that can cause all sorts of issues that i can personally attest to unfortunately i'm sure you've had some of your own but bottom watering is efficient for the plants and eliminates some of these mishaps of over and under watering and other issues for example there are some plants whose leaves don't like getting wet This will make it easier. Top watering can also compact the soil, while bottom watering will soak up evenly as the plant drinks as much as it needs. It also helps encourage the plants to develop deep roots as they stretch down towards the water. To bottom water, you'll need to make sure your planter has drainage holes first. Then just grab a container bigger than your plant, like a bowl, or if you want to do a few plants at a time, you could use a clean sink or a bathtub. Fill it enough to cover the bottom by at least an inch. Check the moisture level of the soil in your plant by putting your finger one to two knuckles down to test that. Um, then let them just let the plants sit in the water for 15 to 20 minutes. For small to medium plants and probably around 30 for larger, you'll be able to test this and see kind of what your plants need. Drain the excess water from your container and let the plant sit for about 10 minutes uh, to drain the rest of the water out and you're good to go. If you do switch to bottom watering, make sure you top water once a month, maybe every four to six weeks to flush out any mineral buildup that may happen because it's not being rinsed from the top anymore. Here's to your happy, properly hydrated plants. Stay tuned for Kelly and our special guest.
0: Four out of five people are in a career that they're not passionate about. Oh my goodness. I used to be one of them, but I'm not anymore. I'm one of the one in five, and I'm here to help anybody who would like to shift over the one in five (laughs) and be in a career that you absolutely, um, that you love, that you are so passionate about. I'm not offering a ticket to a worry-free life. I'm not offering a ticket to an easy life. I am offering a ticket to a passion filled life, and when you have got passion, you can charge through any obstacle that comes in your way. So Let's let some of that bottled up passion out. Let's use it for good, sell sustainable products, make people smile. Life is way too short to have a career that you're not passionate about. Enroll in How to Become a Florist today. It's a digital course uh, taught live and it starts tomorrow, runs for four weeks. We do group coaching and at the end, you get a professional development plan. It's everything you need to know. Cut straight to the chase, helps you find where you fit in flower world. That's howtobecomeaflorist.com. Today, our special guest is Sarah Bagley. She grew up in the floral industry surrounded by family with a passion for innovation and design. Can anybody guess what company Sarah is associated with? Accent Decor. They love innovating. Since joining her family's business in 2009, she's been a really instrumental part of taking Accent Decor from a small company with a really big idea to a growing business with over 150 employees and wide brand recognition. Sarah has helped foster Accent Decor's mission to inspire the floral industry with containers that are as design-centric as the floral arrangements that grace them. She believes that Accent Decor's success drives the opportunity to make a positive change in the communities that Accent Decor touches, from employees to customers to artisans across the globe. Their products are sourced from 12 different countries, drawing inspiration and tapping into traditions from across the world. It's so inspirational. Sarah, welcome to the Team Flower podcast today. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Well, you guys have been a longtime supporter of team flower and we're so grateful for that. But for anybody who might be new to the podcast today, I was hoping that you could share just a little, um, from your perspective, what is accent decor
2: accent decor was founded by my parents almost 25 years ago, and they had a passion for making a positive impact on the floral industry. I love to tell the story of my great-grandfather after World War II. You couldn't take your possession or you couldn't take your money out of the country with you, but you could take your possessions. So he had greenhouses set up in Holland and he packed them up piece by piece on a boat and moved to Canada and started a wholesale floral business in Canada. Then my grandfather started importing fresh flowers. And as my father joined the company, he realized that there was this real need within the industry for design forward containers. And that's really the idea that Accent Decor was founded on. And that's still what drives us today. Um, We look to be inspired by the florists that purchase from us and we want to give them vessels that are as beautiful as the flowers that are contained in them.
0: That's so great. I think it's such an inspirational story and. I just love that you are so familiar with and that you can recount, you know, the history and the story and just the legacy that you're building on in your generation and what will come after that, that thread, I feel like of building on legacy is something that's really important for us as business owners to know about and to talk about because we have an opportunity to build, um, even beyond family legacies, we have the opportunity to build on what the industry has over time been developed developing. Um, we don't have to start totally from scratch whenever we think about our business plans and, um, you know, how we might want to make an impact in the world. So that's really, yeah, cool. I completely agree. I
2: think it's fun as I get to know more and more florists in the industry, there is so much of that family history and so much storytelling. Um, and I think we're an
0: industry steeped in that history. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I I hate to use the, the P word so quickly, but the pandemic has impacted our industry in a lot of different ways. And, um, I was just, I think this is a unique moment that we have in history, kind of this, um, opportunity to do kind of like a little bit of a regroup. Um, something that Accent Decor has always been for me as a business owner is a place where I can look to for trends. You guys are um, physically located inside of major um, market hubs where you're showcasing your products and services and in those centers are where kind of the world is coming to see what's new and what's trending and what culture's talking about and all of those kinds of things. Um, so you have been really a leader, I feel, in the industry of helping us all understand like what is that discussion, you know, looking like whenever we all kind of come together in one place and we're observing all these different trends and things. So I was just wondering what kind of shifts, what kind of trends have you observed throughout this pandemic um, with your customers and and things like that?
2: Well, I think something that's been really amazing to witness throughout the pandemic is that flowers were a connection point for so many people who couldn't spend time together. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I think about my mom who has multiple sclerosis. We weren't able to see each other for six months or hug each other for six months. And I think sending a floral arrangement was this virtual hug opportunity for us, and so many people couldn't be with their families for the holidays or Thanksgiving throughout 2020, and you were able to send flowers in lieu of being together, and it was really this point of connection, and we saw the industry benefit positively from that. And what I really hope continues is that people have realized the benefit of having flowers in their lives and the, the impact mentally on having flowers in your space that you're working in, living in, and that flowers can become a more regular point of purchase. Um, it becomes more habitual, like buying your groceries, whereas maybe that wasn't the case pre-pandemic. I, we've also really seen people investing in their homes. Um, obviously all of us were spending a lot more time at home, working from home, and so really sprucing up your own home with flowers, um, as well as investing in plants. And I, I think it's impossible for us to ignore the plant craze that has ensued during the pandemic and all of the plant parents that arose um, looking to social media to be informed about how to take care of plants. Um, And we at Accent Decor have seen any of our customers that are selling plants or added plants to their assortment, they've seen this huge boom in sales. Um, So it's been really interesting to see people investing back in their homes, but not only through pieces of furniture or wallpaper or painting, but through flowers and through plants.
0: Talk a little bit more about that plant trend. It's something that I have seen happen in my own community here. Um, stores pop up that just sell plants and containers and beautiful things like that. Like, I think, I think like three Three popped up and people love going to them and making memories. I just took Grace. um, I just took Grace, my little daughter. She's almost three. Um, we went yesterday to Grace Gardens and she picked out two teeny tiny little violets, a pink one and a purple one. And she was so pleased with the whole experience. Um, And she wanted to, she wanted to hand them out whenever we made our next stop to the cashier. It was really cute. Plants are, they are, they're just a, there's that surge and that just desire at all ages um, to have beauty in the home. So yeah, tell us a little bit more about what you're seeing. Um, Well, first of all, I love that
2: story. That's adorable. And it's pretty amazing that opportunities like that exist now for an almost three-year-old to go into a plant store that wouldn't have existed maybe even three years ago. Yes. Um, But what we are really seeing is this rise of plant parents. I know I've used that term, but that term has um, gone viral and people are really labeling themselves as plant parents. So um, you're hearing about the younger generation, millennial, Gen Z audience that are labeling themselves as plant parents and they're finding ways to care for these plants and nurture them and are delaying having children and actually saying that these plants are a way for them to focus that nurturing energy. Um, So we first saw the plant craze really take off with that millennial and Gen Z audience. And these plant stores were popping up. It was, um, they're usually bright, colorful um, product and sort assortment inside. And they kind of lean towards this almost 80s vibe um, in the design of the products that are in there. Um, so it's poppy, it's fun, it's energetic, and it's, they've become a destination for this younger audience. Um, but what's been interesting to watch over the past year is while the trend started with millennial and Gen Z customers, it's really taken off for a wider audience. So those that might've been a little bit more timid about adopting or taking home this plant and caring for it. Um, now people are jumping in where they might get their toes wet with a small succulent and work their way up to a fiddle leaf Um, but it's it's still growing as a trend and people are starting to collect plants there's certain um, breeds of plants that are becoming collector items so I think the floral industry has to take notice of this. There's ways for them to tap into that and the popularity of plants
0: that continues on. Ah, that's so cool. If you look up the definition of florist in the dictionary, it does include plants as a part of that. Um, And I think that, you know, it it kind of has one of those things that just depend, you know, there's been a lot of like shifts and changes in, um, in business models and how you can have a life with flowers and all those kinds of things. But I think it's so interesting and beautiful that at the core of florist in the dictionary, plants are a really integral, um, integral part of that in a place where people would go to be able to bring that type of, um, that type of item into their home. So very cool. Well, I'm wondering as we're, um, here at team flower, we're aiming to educate and empower the floral community and, like I had mentioned, there's so many different types of business models represented. And something that I think that happened during the pandemic is that those business models, um, they kind of went into the blender a little bit. And what we're seeing on our side is a lot of people who are interested in doing more kind of everyday, maybe they were just doing from at-home work, and now that things are starting to open back up, maybe they started like an online flower shop during the pandemic, or they've started doing more wings or different, you know, different things in their business. And now there's more, I feel like this kind of like new generation of flower shop that is coming forth and being planted in communities all over the world. And, um, I'm just wondering if you have any advice or any thoughts about members that might be thinking like, okay, plants, I've never thought of this before. I'm not really sure where to start what would you, um, what kind of advice might you give to them as they're leaning into this new opportunity?
2: I love thinking about floral shops as this destination for people. Um, so I hear about, many of my friends going to visit plant stores on their Saturday. It's an outing for the family. Uh Um, So if floral shops can start to think that way about adding plants and maybe home decor accessories in addition to the floral arrangements and not just be somewhere that people call and order a floral arrangement to be delivered, but people want to go and visit and be inspired. So while they might've gone initially for a floral arrangement for their mom, you get them in the store and they see this plant that they might want to take home for themselves. And oh great, here's this cute little watering can that I can take home to take care of this new plant. Um, So I guess my advice is thinking about yourself as this destination and source of inspiration for customers. And the expansion into plants might not be as scary as you think. If you think about that long shelf life in comparison to flowers, um, you have a lot longer timeline to sell off that plant or that home decor item or watering can that you might have added to your assortment. So I think it's easier to delve into and lower risk than you might anticipate. And I think you're gonna draw in a wider audience by offering those plants. Um, I think you're gonna start to appeal to that younger audience in your community. And I think it's also a great opportunity if you get that younger audience in your door to be able to sell them on the benefits of flowers. And again, hopefully get that into their regular routine.
0: Mm, There's always going to be a market for an incredible experience. I, I just keep coming back to that word that you use, that it's something that people are wanting to spend. It makes them feel good to go out on Saturday and it's something to look forward to in a place where there's, um, yeah, that beauty and inspiration. And it's amazing that we get to have that type of role in people's lives. In addition to being a part of, you know, really pivotal moments in people's lives, being a part of the everyday. Um, I just love that so much. I'm glad that you brought that up. I'm wondering, um, so if there's someone who's new to plants, like truly new, what would be some ideal containers maybe that you could help us with, or like, what are some of your favorites that would be a good, a good launch, a good thing to launch with right now? I say start with pots with saucers.
2: So the most important thing for the new plant parent is proper drainage of your plants. Um, The number one way that plants are killed is by overzealous overwatering. Yes. Um, I remember my parents training me about this from a young age. My dad would sit and monitor me watering plants to make sure I gave just the right amount. Um, but if you have the proper drainage or a pot with saucer, that risk is minimized. So I think those truly new plant parents or someone who really wants to just dabble in adding plants to their assortment, start with those with drainage
0: holes. Yes. I love that, that, um, well, our goal as business owners is to help our customers be successful. And so I love that you bridged that in there, um, about how can we help a new plant parent be successful? I'm wondering if there's anything that you've heard of some other ways that, um, we could help new plant parents be successful. Um, do you have any other tips for something like that? Uh, I think,
2: Proper lighting is really important. Um, I learned this the hard way during the pandemic as I'm redecorating my home. And of course, you want a beautiful plant on a top shelf of a bookshelf, and there's not any natural light. Mm-hmm. Um, just make sure you're educating your customers about how much light different plants need, how close they need to be to a window. Um, and that mixed with proper watering is really important as you start to delve into the world of plants.
0: Okay. So as we're talking, I'm like imagining this whole messaging campaign and this whole, like, look, so somebody comes into the shop, they purchase their, you identify that they are a new plant per a new plant parent. They've purchased their first plant. They have their container with the saucer. You've explained the drainage. You've helped them pick out one that's like in the right, um, the right lighting type of location for where they are. And then I'm imagining them getting this, um, email that congratulates them on their, (laughs) on their new plant. Um, and that can follow on with them for, um, you know, in the short term, maybe it follows on with them for just the next three months or something like that. But it really gives this full educational experience about taking care of plants. Different plants can be highlighted. You can talk about locations where you can put these different types of varieties of plants and um, when do I need to repot the plant and, you know, the ideal size of the pot for the type of, you know, all those kinds of things. There's just really an opportunity to do a value add and at the same time, time be, um, reg- in regular communication with, um, with these customers, inviting them to come back. So it's like, you are their, you are their plant expert. You're really building a lot of loyalty in, um, in communicating and educating at the same time. So, um, that was just something that just happened to come into my mind as we were talking. <laughs> yeah, <and laughs> that, is,
2: that is very visionary of you. I think I need to hire you on our marketing team. I like that idea.
0: <laughs> oh, that's so funny. <laughs> um, well, I'm wondering, are there any specifically, Sarah, that you have noticed like a, a specific pot? like do you know the the name if we went on and did like a quick little search? Um, a few that you feel like are really, popular, like right now, 20, 2022, tell us, tell us what you're seeing in terms of, um, of, uh, products that might be a good fit for somebody who's listening today.
2: We have a couple of favorites that have become bestsellers with our plant shop specifically. One of which is our Kendall collection. And it's a very basic, simple silhouette, um, just cylindrical in nature. And it's sleek and minimal and has this really beautiful matte glaze finish on it. And it comes in an assortment of colors and a wide variety of sizes that are perfect for a drop-in growers pot. Um, And it's at a really great price point. But what I love about them specifically is that with their minimal aesthetic, the plant is really able to shine and be the star of the show. Um, In addition to that, I really love our jet pot, which is a self watering system. So again, another great opportunity for those new plant parents, Uh, but it has a reservoir in the base and then a wicking system to keep the soil moist for your plants that you put in there. So this is for someone who is very forgetful about watering their plants.
0: It's doing the work for you. Nice. Yes. It's the audit. It's the automation. It's the nice <laughs> automation, yeah. automation upsell, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Um, I'm also thinking about just like when you take on the identity of becoming a plant parent, there's some, you know, lifestyle products that I feel like would appeal to somebody who's kind of making that initial purchase. And that identity shift is happening between the, you know, oh, I don't, I don't have a green thumb to like, I'm, I am a new plant parent. What does new plant parent need. I I was noticing that you guys, um, have really been stocking the shop with all kinds of really fun accessory types, type types of things. And I imagine that this is as a result of observing this and seeing that this is something that people, um, people need. Could you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah.
2: I love the word that you used identity because it really does become an identity for someone who labels themselves as a plant parent. um, We have added artwork to our collection. We have this really beautiful new embroidered artwork that we're launching in January um, that's speaking to the plant parent. So think about someone who has all of these plants in their home. This is really beautiful art to accompany it behind their big collection of plants. We also have a wide variety of watering cans, watering cans that you can leave out on your shelf as a decorative object We also have um, plant sticks is what we call them. So they are these little characters or stakes that you can stick into your plant and give it a little more personality. We have some watering tubes, which is kind of similar to the jet pot system that I mentioned earlier in that it's this tube that holds a reservoir of water that slowly releases into the soil as your plant needs water. Um, So just thinking about ways that people can accessorize their plants, ways that people can um, emblazon their identity as a plant parent across their home in decorative objects, but we've tried to find ways for people to add to that identity and build on it.
0: I have absolutely loved hearing the story and talking about the plant parent because You know, there's you, you are, when you're putting your collections together, you're really, you're really going off of those consumer trends that you're seeing and noticing and being able just to get the behind the scenes of, you know, what you're imagining, um, the plant parent to do and how this all rolls out and implements is so helpful as the person who's kind of between, um, between those two people, it's so helpful for us as the person who's receiving those products and then getting them out there as we start working on what um, the messaging can be like and how we can really just add um, add value to the people and help them to connect with the product and envision what their life could be like Um As somebody who has plants in their home, I think I think it's really cool to be able to talk with you and to kind of have that backstory on things. And I hope that you'll come on again with us and and talk about future trends that um that are coming up uh, as we move through 2020. Anytime, you just let me know. This was fun. I love chatting (laughs) with you. So you just let me know. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, um, Everyone listening today, you can shop Accent Decor over at AccentDecor.com. Um, and since I have the expert here today, Sarah, can you tell us a little bit about how you can become an Accent Decor customer?
2: Yeah, so we have a button on the top right of our website that says register, and it's a really simple form to fill out. And your application is typically approved within 24 hours. Um, So we try to make it as easy as possible to become an Accent Decor customer at
0: AccentDecor.com. Now, at the time, whenever today, whenever this podcast episode is releasing, the new 2021 collection is probably, we're we're thinking ahead because we pre-record a little bit in advance, but Sarah, I think this this one dropped January 6th. It'll be out probably maybe a few days after January 6th. What's the timeline looking like?
2: Yeah, we're planning to launch our products on January 6th. And you'll also be able to. perfect. (laughs) Yes. Um, And you'll be able to see all the products in our showrooms in Atlanta, Dallas, or Las Vegas and High Point. We are opening a showroom in High Point this spring. So that's the show. There's a little bit later. So you won't see us until April. Um, But I'm hoping people will come see the product in person there too. Oh, that's
0: so cool. Now the high point market, if you guys aren't familiar, so Atlanta, Dallas, and Las Vegas all have, and if you're new to what, what is market, let me just explain that for a quick second. And Sarah, do pop in and add more color too. Cause I've just been there once I'm planning to, I'm planning, I'm hoping that I get to come in January. I'm have a few more things to work out, but I'm hoping to be at the gift mark, um, gift market in Atlanta this January, but market is, Oh my goodness. It's like, well, there's three, we'll talk about Atlanta. There's three giant, um, skyscrapers that are like what? 18 18- 18 floors, 20 floors, 22 floors, somewhere in there.
2: <laughs> lot, that was very of... accurate.
0: Some are, oh, 18, it? Some are okay. 22. So I'm very impressed with you right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So just these skyscrapers and you get in there and you go up escalator, 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 just up all the floors. Right. Um, remind me what floor accent decor is what building and what I think you, I want to say like really high, like I don't know, floor 16 or something, but sorry, we are, we are on
2: floor 18 of building
0: one. Okay. Floor 18 of building one. Everybody is where you can find it, um, at the Atlanta market, but you go in there and you can get a little, you can kind of get a little peek, a little behind the scenes. It's totally, it's still different in person, but you guys have created this amazing 3d showroom. Um, that you can really get a sense of what it's like to walk through that space. But why I love going to market um, is because you can really you you see it in person. You get to feel it. You get to touch it. You get to see how it relates to other objects that are there and that are in the collection. And I don't know about you, Sarah, but sometimes whenever I buy things online, it either appears much bigger or much smaller than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> I imagined it was going to be for some reason. There are rulers, but I don't know. Um, I don't know why. I I don't know why, but sometimes I'm just like, Oh, it's just really helpful to be able to, to get a good sense of if it's not a product that you're familiar with what it looks like in person. So market is such a, a cool, fun thing to uh, ride the escalators and you guys always have really fun snacks. So, you know, it's a great party. It's a great place to be.
2: I agree. And I think (laughs) sometimes just seeing a finish or a glaze in person makes all the difference. And even the weight of the product and the scale, like you mentioned, because I completely agree. Sometimes you don't know till it shows up on your doorstep, despite reading the sizes on the website. Um, And Accent Decor works really hard to create an immersive and inspirational space. So we have a team of display artists that creates displays to accompany our products and really convey our trend stories each season. And we have a team of very talented florists. Um, It's a different team of florists each season um, who install fresh flowers and plants throughout the showroom. So if you think about 15,000 square feet in Atlanta and it's all filled with floral installations and plants, I think it's worth your time. It's an inspiring place to be.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Even just picking up, picking up ideas for window displays, picking up ideas for installations for events. Like there are so many amazing things that you, that you see at market just beyond the, just beyond the product for sure. So anyway, we could probably talk all day about market. It's such a cool, it's such a cool, and like you said, immersive type of experience. So um, well, Sarah, it's been a delight to have you on today. There is one more question that is kind of like, um, it's a, it's a question I ask everybody and it's an on the fly and it's never planned. And it's just whatever comes out of your heart first. Um, so the question is, if there was one thing that you could share with the floral community today, what would that be? Oh, that's a big question. Um, I think the one thing I would
2: want to share is to remember to tell your story. Uh, Like we started our conversation at the beginning of this podcast saying is that the floral industry is full of great stories. We're made up of small businesses with great family history and, and we're able to deliver products same day. And I think getting that message out there and telling a little bit about who you are I think that will convince people to buy from you and become loyal customers. And I think that's the way that we're going to continue to grow our industry.
0: Hmm. You know, you, you, you helped me realize something a few days ago, whenever we were talking and it is that we can deliver something faster than Amazon, you know, if we have that type of business model and set up ready to go. And I just thought that was, you know, in a time where it can feel so discouraging to be in retail or to be um, in competition with some of these just like major leagues gigantic places that seem to be able to do these superhuman things. Um, we do offer a gift product that can be there boom, on the same day. So I just wanted to, yeah, just echo that, um, echo that and say, thank you for helping to bring that to the front of my attention. Just wanted to share that with listeners today as well, but Thank you so much for sharing your story so well. And for all of you who are listening today, I just want to remind you that, um, your life and your role that you have in the world of flowers, your story and the big story that we have all together of working together, loving the world through flowers, it all matters. And it's all a really, really important thing. Love is something that goes on and on and on and on and it can cross through all kinds of, all kinds of barriers. So I just want to cheer everybody on and say, thank you so much for the work that you're doing again, Sarah. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having me, Kelly. Thanks for listening. You can find us over at teamflower.org for more resources like this one. And while you're there, check out the Team Flower Conference. That's where we all gather to learn and grow together. It is magic. You are magic. The work that you do with flowers matters. And we are so grateful for you. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. You're doing a good job.